I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. So what if I'm a microphone fiend addicted soon as I sing? One of these for MCs so they don't have to scream. I couldn't wait to take the mic flow into the test and let, them, let my melody play. And then the record suggests that I'm dropping bombs, but I stay peace and calm. Any MC that disagree with me, just wave your arm. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we are in La Casa mm-hmm. on a Tuesday, a very special Tuesday because it's the second episode of Agents of Shield, and I'm all about that show right now. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, so many, so many new shows coming back. Isn't that awesome? Um, I got a, a special guest today. Mm-hmm. Never been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've definitely talked about uh, his show on our show before. We uh, have. After Black um, had his co-host on right feel like that show is a like a ratchet cousin cousin of uh, our show um jess wood has been on the show before uh aaron has been on the show before elon james white has been on the show before all kinds of people have been on the show before but we had not worked our way over to josh homer until today a day that should live in infamy josh homer what's going on man what's going on uh nothing. Doing? Uh, we're doing great man um you are uh, one of my favorite people, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get to say it enough because uh, we don't very always cross funny. cross paths, but um, very funny and mm-hmm. very thoughtful, man. I, I dig your take on After Black. On uh, you put a lot of thought into the ratchetness of stories that yes. uh, I would typically just write off as some crazy shit, but you typically have at least one question per story. Ah. Where I'm like, Thank yo, Josh researched that shit. He knows what he's talking about. Well, you know, I've lived that life, so it's kind of. <laughs> whenever we do the stories, I always think, "What? Well, why would I be in this situation? What would make me put a, a loaf of bread underneath my hat and try to steal it?" You know what I mean? Like right. that's how I that's how I approach it. That you know, that's the other thing too, man. Is um, it's it's crazy to me. I mean, I believe you, but it's it's crazy to me that you have like this angry person inside and this former rage filled past. Uh, of lascivious deeds but but you seem so calm and it, it really yes. does like it really is like the marvin harrison effect well i mean it took a, it it took a long time to get to this point mm. you know uh having a kid going to therapy you know it's it's a work in progress i mean when i was younger it was a little bit different i would, I would fly off for nothing right you know? But I mean, it, I mean, it's partly because I mean, I, just to be truthful, it's because I was a small kid, so I always felt like I had to prove myself. So I always had to go above and beyond what my friends would have to do because I was just a tiny dude. Mm. So now, I was, you know, I didn't I didn't break a hundred pounds to the tenth grade. So that's like, oh, wow, man. I was tiny. So were you short too, or you just 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 like didn't weigh that much? No, I just I was tall. I was six feet tall. And like ninety pounds. Wow! Just a tiny dude. And my brother was the exact opposite. He was five ten, but he was stocky. He was just like a big dude, complete opposite. Like he was fully grown in the fifth grade. He was he stopped growing. He was five ten. He had a full beard, and that was that. And me, wow. I was the exact opposite. So you had like a, a kind of a weird Napoleon complex because you were actually t- kind of tall. But still had that like I I have to whoop your ass if I gotta prove it, man. Well, not only that, I mean, we grew up in a neighborhood where my dad was the only white dude there. Mm. So like everybody 
was just like, oh, he's soft because his dad is white. Oh. And, you know, so, so you, you'd have to prove yourself again. Like, you know, it was just, it was always, I was always fighting. And my mother is from the South and she, her thing is, and she used to teach in Newark back when Newark was, you know, the murder capital and the car theft capital and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So her thing was, if somebody hits you, you, you can't back down. You just, you really have to fight them. Right. She used to tell us, like, if somebody put hands on you, then you better put hands on them. Don't come home like, oh, I turned the other cheek. She didn't believe in that. So what was your dad's demeanor like? Oh, man. He, I mean, on the streets, they would have called him a punk. Like, he was real, he, he was very religious. Yeah. Very religious dude. And so he always turned the other cheek. Like, they used to call him Cracker Kurt. In our neighborhood, and he he didn't it didn't bother him, you know. He just <laughs> they were just they were the complete opposite. My mother and father were the exact opposite human being. So, he was all about like just be calm and rational, and don't get upset. And my mother was just like, you know, she is ready to fight at any moment. So, were you ever like let down by your father's reasonableness? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> where you kind of were like, man, I just need you to prove yourself like one time, do some, cause that's a, that is one thing about black people and if there's like only one white person around, if that one white person ever does something extremely like crazy, they get all the respect. It's like the respect multiplier is the fact that they're white. But if they never do anything, then it's like, oh, that dude's the biggest punk in the world. Nah, see, the thing is my dad wasn't a punk. He just, he just didn't believe in violence. Because he had, like people would come up to him and say some crazy stuff, and it wasn't like he just put his head down and walk away. He would just be like, "All right, if that's how you feel, then I'm gonna subtly make you feel stupid mm. for being that ignorant." You know what I mean? Like he had a uh, this is a true story. He had a like a, like a five year old girl come up to him because you know my mother's black and they were married back before this was popular. You know, pre Obama <laughs> age, <laughs> right? And, this girl said to him flat out, she she said, ew, I can't believe you married a black person. That's disgusting. Wow. And my mother was ready to fight this little girl. And my father just, he kneeled down and he was just like, well, the thing is, when you're ready to get married, you can marry whoever you love. That's what I did. But I will tell you this. Uh, my phone is ringing. <laughs> I will tell you this. If you have that attitude, you're not going to be able to get married because no one's going to want to marry you. Like, he just, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't let you punk him. Right. But he was, he, you know, he wasn't going to fight you. My mother was, like, ready to yoke that little girl up. But my father was like, oh. <laughs> so, as, so as a kid that was getting into fights every day, you you still appreciated his approach at the time? You like, because I would have felt like it, as a kid, I would have been like, nah, just swing on, like, one dude, dad. Just, just well, one I mean, and we'll be good. I was kind of on the fence because... Mm. Like I said, I had the two complete opposites. So my mother would be the one who would be who would just be like, you can't let this happen. My father would be like, well, why were you fighting? What was the problem? Yeah. You know, that's how my dad is. From? And it, it, I mean, it, it got to the point like when we used to get because my mother is from the South. So we've got beatings. We've been like, I'm not spanking. It's like, yeah, beatings. us too. Like and she would move the table, the coffee table out. So she has space to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, ah! that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So and then he would talk to you. Like he talked to you for 40 minutes about what you did wrong. So we used to get the beating, and then once we stopped crying, we get to talking for another hour. So everything we did wrong was like a two-hour ordeal. Right. So you just got <laughs> used to 
how everybody worked. Yeah. And it didn't bother me that he that he was that kind of way because I knew if he really like my father gave me one spanking in his life and his hands were the size of dinner plates like he was a working dude. He could have killed me. Right. But I, I knew he he showed restraint. And to, to me, that was a sign of strength that he could yeah. hold himself back. Whereas my mother would like my mother broke a leather belt on me, beat me one time. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't show any restraint. And then so you, to me, I just saw both both things as a, a sign of weakness. Mm. They just served. They were different people who would serve. A, I want to. I don't want to minimize what they did is by likening them to tools, but they were just. Right. Yeah. They were different tools for different occasions. Yeah, and yeah. different purposes in your life. It's like different interrogation yeah. techniques with the FBI. Like one dude comes in and he's drinking on like a sun kiss and shit, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you want a cigarette, Josh? Well, tell us what happened." And then the other dude is like, "What's a motherfucking cigarettes, nigga?" And then like punching you in the face and yeah. shit. <laughs> and, but it works though. The combination of two can get you to say whatever, man. Like my parents, uh, my mom is also the same way. Like she's extremely like emotional when I was a kid. So like she beat you till she felt better. And then my dad was extremely, <laughs> extremely rational, where he would do the whole Sherlock Holmes, like ask you twenty seven questions, figure out exactly your mindset what time of day it was, double check every detail. Ah, what was the wind philosophy? Right. And then you would still get, you still would get a whooping from my dad too, but, but it would be more like reasonable. Like he would never beat us when he was angry. It would always, he would be like, you know what? If I hit you now, I'll kill you. So I'm just going to wait and come back. You know, we let's revisit this in a couple hours. And yeah, we always got to talking to like, he always gave us the speech and everything. But yeah, it was definitely uh, you know, I-, I can relate to that experience. Yeah, I mean it was something different. I never thought of my father as like a a, a soft dude. I just always thought of him as different. Mm. And you know, and he, he wasn't a giant man, but he was definitely not small and he worked with his hands. Like he never the thing with my dad is he never went to college, but he was really smart. So he got a job in the computer field before computers were popular right mm. my dad like, too you know we had a we had a computer in our house that he got from work that only had two colors it was orange the mm. screen was just orange so it was light orange and dark orange <laughs> that was it. but it was one of like the first computers and he did all of that on his own so he wasn't a uh, he was a really smart guy he just he like he didn't want to go to college because yeah. of religion like he'd rather just serve god and, and learn it on his own that's what he did Wow. So I kind of respected him for that. Not kind of. I did respect him a lot for, you know, his intelligence. So I never thought of him as a soft person. Yeah. Well, that, that's very similar. My dad uh, went to, to the Air Force mm-hmm. and got into computers uh, before, you know, th- there was like a lot of gatekeepers and stuff. And our first computer was a TI-85. Um, and I remember playing football on that. And football was, was actually – you pick a play and then it just tells you what happened. Like you gave three yards. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. It was all text. It's like sweep to the, the left. The first game, the first <laughs> game we had on our computer was a game called donkey. And all it was, was a road and a, it had two lanes <laughs> and you were driving a car and a donkey would be in one of those lanes. You just hit the space bar to switch lanes. <laughs> that was, you know, cutting edge. That was like, Oh, can we play donkey? Yeah. This is real right here. You know, <laughs> Uh, really these streets yeah, yeah I, I, this, nobody else had a computer the thing was huge but yeah. you know he learned it on his own and he, you know he did it 
what what was his family like being like with your mother being black and you guys being and you and your brother being mixed what was this like interacting with his side of the family oh wow uh it was very weird i mean because like i said this was this was way back in the day so we got racism from both sides and you know my my aunts my my flesh and blood aunts um their name faith and hope and my aunt Faith, she actually has my cousin Sam is also mixed, mm. so she, she, the you know the father is black. My other aunt, her husband is white, and he originally would not allow her to come visit us. Wow, we were black, so she would sneak out during the day while he was at work and come to our house and like give us clothes and you know just help us out wherever because she's an unbelievably nice person. Yeah. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Not a bad bone in her body. But her husband, you know, now it's 2013. He's slowly broken down. Yeah. He's he's not like he used to be. You know, he's a good dude. You know, he I go to his house and everything. But, you know, that's just... Isn't it kind of funny, though, how time, like, wears away at that kind of shit? Mm-hmm. Like, like, water on a stone? Like, it's not like some big epiphany or just one day just change. It's always just like some slow shit where it's like oh i guess i saw seven mtv videos with negroes and i'm like well it it takes a lot of energy to be racist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a you lot know, of unless anger you, unless you live in an area like north dakota where it's only white people then you could be racist in theory <laughs> and because you don't have you don't have anybody to practice it on you just be like oh i hate mexicans but there's no mexicans around so you just gotta assume every time <laughs> Monday like- comes on your tv you're like god damn it yeah. <laughs> you have to purposely Rage. you have to purposely put it on telemundo like once a week to remind yourself to keep being yeah. racist yeah. keep up the good fight yeah. oh, but oh i knew channel 59 was had, too much uh, he had three daughters and a son and all three of his daughters were like i'm dating black guys mm. so it kind of just slowly wore him down like he just was like ugh. yeah well all right it's going to be a black dude. Now, let me just at least I've come to grips with that. Let me just try to determine what kind of black dude. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can, can I get a Wayne Brady at least? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of just down. But we got racism on the other side. Like uh, my grandmother on my mother's side, she's black, of course. And she wouldn't allow my father to come to her house in the beginning. Wow. So, you know, it was just like it was it was very weird. Man. It was it was a. Because it was a time when interracial couples was the only other interracial couple I saw was on the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. And then, you know, we met another family, uh, a friend of mine, his name is Manny. His father passed away and his mother remarried a white guy. And that, and then that was like, that blew my mind. Like, oh, there's two of us. Yeah. I've seen one in real life. <laughs> you know, so it was a, it was a different time. Yeah. Like my, my mother said to, to her mother, she was like, look, if my husband's not allowed here, then his kids can't come here because mm. they're part of him. And once you put the grandkids in the mix, then it's like my grandmother was like, oh, I guess, uh, you know, he's he's welcome. Right. That- and then it ended up that she loved my father more than anyone in the world. She was like his biggest fan, mm. you know, up until his passing. Like she really loved that guy. So, I mean, everybody changes. Yeah. It's also yeah. funny, too, because I feel like uh, a lot of times with people like that, they are almost scared to love somebody because they're like almost scared to be around you because they will love you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. 
it's almost like well then this will fuck up all the stereotypes and shit that i've been believing in <laughs> my whole all life years because i'm gonna see this dude taking care of my grandkids and being a good father and a role model and caring about them and shit and it's gonna fuck it's gonna fuck with me i'm not gonna be able to just walk out the house and be like cracker ass crackers for the rest of my life yep did we lose josh hold on yo josh you still I'm there here. I, just, okay. I can't really hear you guys oh, oh you can't um i'll tell you what let me hang up and call you right back let me see if that right, no might problem. be a connection issue uh might be having a little technical difficulties here um let me call josh right back see if maybe it's a little internet issue here hopefully get it worked out mm-hmm. um i guess push come to show we could call him on a landline or something yeah we have to oh it's not connecting me uh chat room i'm assuming you guys can still see and hear us um y'all let us know if anything's going wrong in there i'll call them back again on skype um yeah but i said they can see us okay the cool. person whom you're trying to reach okay that is not what i was trying to do <laughs> um the person whom you're tr- all right oh, that is josh's voicemail built-in voicemail lady yeah let me see if i can um about to call on landline yeah give me one second chat let's see yeah, it's like you know what oh no, hold on oh, let me see he's calling back. us now yo Say josh hello. can you hear us yeah i'm there all right okay do we sound fine now or yeah, yeah you sound fine now okay, okay. cool 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 if, if that happens again we can call, call you on a landline line. if you need be like it's totally uh fine with us or you know if you have a good cell phone connection we can call you on that too okay all right all right um but uh man i forgot what i was saying oh yeah, yeah. but i think a lot of times people are scared to like um meet people of you know like that that they've been kind of harboring resentment like this against because they are afraid that they're gonna love that person like i think that's a huge part of the fear in racism is there's a possibility that this will break every stereotype i have and i'll see all the positive aspects of this person and i'll start respecting them as an individual and that'll kind of grow into my respect for that an entire like race and demographic and it challenges all the things i already believe well see yeah i that last sentence is what i really really believe like some you know when people are racist you you learn racist from somebody else Mm -hmm. and you don't ever really think about what you learn you just accept it as truth and so you have to if you have to question that that kind of throws your whole you know worldview in order i mean out of whack right it's it's like religion like you grew up whatever religion you grew up with that's what you grew up with you you were taught by somebody else you accept it when people start questioning that you it, you you don't want your your foundation to be rocked to its core you know what i mean so you kind of fight for it as, I, I look at them as as the same thing I, racism is of course much worse than religion but right. yeah it's, it's the same technique that they're using. You want to hold on to that. You don't want to challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because it causes you to grow. As a child, uh, how how did you or did you ever deal with just blanket racism as far as somebody walking up to you or your brother and just saying, or just calling you a nigger or calling you, you know, half white or anything like that as a child, being mixed? Oh, man, we we face that all the time. Uh, the first house we lived in, we lived. Uh, I, I grew up in a town called Neptune. It's by the beach, of course. And uh, Neptune was segregated at the time. Like you had up the hill and you had down the hill. And all the black people lived down the hill and up the hill was pretty much white. So we lived down the hill. 
and my father was the only white person in the neighborhood besides this dude who lived there when the neighborhood was originally all white. Mm. And he was like 90 years old. So nobody bothered him. But because we were mixed in that area, we got into fights like all the time. We had to move out of that neighborhood. My father, like, you know, had to scrape together some pennies and move us into another house because we were fighting every day. Wow. There was always somebody trying to stop. Like, my brother was in kindergarten at the time. He, every day, this dude was in a fight. And then I was in fights every day. And so we had to move. And we moved to another neighborhood, which was very a very mixed neighborhood. Um, you know, everybody lived there. It was very nice. Uh, and my sister at that point got it really bad mm. because she was, I'm the darkest of my fan, uh, of my, you know, siblings. My sister is the lightest, very light. And the other girls in the neighborhood who are black just assumed like, oh, she thinks she cute. Yeah. And they, they tried to cut her hair off one time. <gasps> Damn. They tried to put, yeah. They tried to put gum in her hair. Uh, you know, just all sorts of just crazy stuff. And, Here's what's, you know, interracial people notice. I don't know if everybody else does, but interracial people have the worst self-esteem. It's low because we've always been told by both sides, you're not one of us. Yeah. So yourself, like, why do you think Holly Berry be letting dudes cheat on her and beat on her? As beautiful as she is. How do you think Alicia Keys ended up married to Swiss Beats? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's low self-esteem that you constantly are trying to prove it y- yourself. And so... Like, my sister's self-esteem is, is pretty bad. Well, it's not now, but at the time it was. But we right. always had to fight. Mm. It was always something going on that we had to to fight, to, you know, to be accepted. And my mother didn't understand it because she was black. And my father didn't understand it because he was white. They didn't, you know, eat. both of yeah. them have a community that they could go back to. And interracial people don't have that community. Ah. Yeah, and, and and I think for me, I have dealt with and talked to adults like grown women, like one of my uh, coworkers. She's very tall. She's beautiful. She's like almost six feet tall. She's beautiful. And me and her were talking the other day, and she told me she was like, I dealt with uh, more racism from black people than I did from white people. She was saying because a lot of times, uh, a lot of black people would look at me and, and like your sister, they would assume that she thought she was pretty, she thought she was better, and things like that. And and it's one of those things where I guess from my perspective, I I know I know color is real, but when it comes to certain things, I feel like it's unfair to ostracize people because you can't quote unquote place them in a group or or anything like that. And to me, it's unfair. For children that have to grow up trying to prove themselves to two communities. Yeah. Also, is I think a lot of that though, coming from uh, other Black people, is their own like insecurity that yes, they've, it is. they've internalized like this inferiority complex, and you know they're working through their own shit too, and then they put it into these other people's lives because you know there's a huge uh, part of society that does say. Well, fair skinned people, well, just the Anglo Saxon, uh, beauty standard. So therefore, the more fair skinned a person is, the more beautiful, beautiful they must be. And, you know, we talked about it on the show before how like all negative emotion comes from some form of insecurity, whether justified or not justified. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens is that there's a negative energy because you're feeling insecure about your own self. And you're like, anytime someone says you think you're all that or you think you're smart or you think, think you're funny, that. What they're really saying is, I think you're funny, and it's fucking with me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're cute. And that is a problem for me because I don't think I'm as cute as you. You know? Well, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, my mother is from the South and she had that, that type of mentality where she used to tell us like flat out, oh, you got good hair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when those girls tried ah. to, tried to cut my sister's hair off, she was like, they jealous because their hair is like that. And she snapped her fingers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she, she brought that to the table. When I was a young kid, my mother had me grow my hair out. Like, if you see pictures of me as a kid, I had, like, a Frederick Douglass-type afro <laughs> where she parted it because, like, my hair was long and wavy. You know what I mean? Like, right. that was her thing. And she used to cut our hair and brush our hair because she had that mentality. Now, would you have so, preferred a shortcut? Like, did you have a preference? To me, I, you know, as a kid, you just you want to make your parents happy. You know, right. when I got to be around 12, 13, my mother was still cutting my hair. I was like, uh, this is, this is ridiculous. And one of my friend's parents was like, yo, we're taking you to a barber. Your mother shouldn't be cutting your hair right now. Yeah, that's but. a good point. Did, did, you, did your sister have to deal with uh, the typical, uh, well, no, no, your mama was black. But yeah. did, did she have to deal with people like we talk about her hair? Because I know your mama probably had your sister looking good, didn't she? Oh, her hair was always done, you know. Mm-hmm. We had that pink silky, all that <laughs> banana, was that banana boat, all those things, you know. My sister got her hair done every other week. You know, since she didn't have to get a perm, she could go and get like a blowout or whatever. But she yeah. was in the salon every other week. Mm. My mother made sure of that. But I mean, it, it was this was this was a difference in the racism between what I got from black people and what I got from from uh, from white people. It was the subtlety of it. Mm. Like uh, black people were more. If they were racist to us, they let us let it be known. Yeah. Like this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't like you because of this. They don't you hide think it. You're cute. Yeah. Whereas with white people, no matter how racist they were being to us, they tried to always cover it over in some way. Mm. Like I get this is a, a, another true story example. We had um, reservations at a hotel in Virginia. And we drove down there. We go to the hotel. My mother told us, the kids, stay in the car until your father gets the keys to the room. And we were like, no, we want to go with daddy. And my father was like, okay, come on, let's go. We went inside, and the dude was like, we're full. Yep. Yep. We got no rooms. And my dad was like, but we have reservations. He was like, sorry, sir. We gave your rooms away. And my father's like, but the vacancy sign is on. Right. And the dude leaned over and turned it off. And he was like, sorry, we're out of rooms. Now, he was being extremely racist. He could have just said, I don't want to rent to you. Right. He could have. But for whatever reason, he had to cloak it in this. No, no, no. I'm, you know, type of thing. Yeah. We got back to that car. My mother flipped out. I know she did. And not at the dude. She flipped out at us. Right. Like, why'd y'all get out the car? Yeah, I told she, y'all. I told y'all was to like, stay. I told y'all niggas to sit in the car. Like, she flipped <laughs> out. She was like, I'm from the South. I know how this works. Y'all just visiting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, she. <laughs> you know, the best part about that, too, though, is like, um, cause, cause, like, you know, white racism to me now is just annoying more where, like, you know, 
uh black racism would be more confrontational like you gotta yeah like damn i'm gonna have to fight this motherfucker but white racism is annoying because like i like the other week we went to a pool hall it's a private pool hall and one of my boys has a membership if you have a membership you're you're able to invite your friends and you can play pool um my boy of course is a black dude and uh he invites me and my other dude to play pool now so now it's three black dudes in this pool hall and like the second that i arrive as the third black dude uh i heard the owner go all right man this is the last round we got to close up and i'm like i'm looking at the clock i'm like it's like eight on a saturday like you like this has to be your prime time business hours yes like it doesn't even make sense like people other people were coming in people were filling up other pool tables they were ordering drinks they were getting served so it was like okay i'm gonna keep ordering my drinks until you tell me not to and you know a couple more times he let us get drinks and then it was so we're paying good money you know we're tipping and he's like all right man uh we're gonna we gotta close it up so yeah so he goes in the back and has a bartender tell everyone like guys uh this is the last call we gotta close everything up or whatever i'm like it's eight o'clock on a saturday so he shut it down for everybody for every everyone has to go and but it's the reason i say it's annoying is because he didn't say anything racist he didn't do anything quote unquote to single us out so it was really like i think this is racist it's like the worst kind it's like just it's just infuriating he he was willing to sacrifice money right like it's just it's just annoying that makes no sense right right do you guys you guys listen to a lot of comedy albums yeah 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 have you heard uh patrice o'neill's album uh which one elephant in the room no, 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 Mr. P. Yeah, I heard Mr. P, yes. Well, he, he talks about this thing. The, the reason that it's so terrible right now is it's the racism you can't prove. Yes. Where, where it yes. messes with your mind, where you're just like, is this dude racist? Is, is what he's saying racist? I can't prove it. Right. And when, like when you tell people, they always have like these, they can always have like 17 different reasonable explanations. But it's like, as a black person, um, I feel like, uh racism is like oxygen you know where it's like i can't see it but i know it's in the room <laughs> like <laughs> i know it's there and i know it exists and no matter no matter what comes out of your mouth i know what i see right yeah. you know I'm sure i sure. I always say that it's like pornography right you yeah. know what it is but you can't describe it to somebody you just have that feeling like I, this is art or is it pornography you know the difference right but you can't quantify it. exactly man um now, as a comedian, man, I'll ask you something topical here. Uh, what'd you think about, uh, or if you're even aware of it, what'd you think about the whole Kanye West, Jimmy Kimmel beef, I guess is the best word to call it. I don't know what you would call it, but, um, where Jimmy Kimmel had a skit spoofing Kanye West's, uh, interview with, uh, I believe the guy's name was Zane or something. Um, yeah, the BBC interview. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kanye like really flipped out and was like, you know, I, and a lot of like, there's just a lot of chatter about it, different theories and all this stuff. What do you think about it, Josh, as a comedian and as a, you know, black, a person, a person of, of color? Well, I, I, I'm biased because Kanye's always going to have a little special place in my heart. Because mm-hmm. he, the thing is, like, I, I've been a Kanye fan for a long time and I, I lost my parent, I lost my father. My father passed away mm-hmm. and I know how it affected my life. Mm-hmm. And being a fan of Kanye's, you could see how his life changed mm-hmm. when he lost his mother. Yes. I like agree. now he's he's really I look at him, I want to get that dude a hug. You know what I mean? Like he's really just acting out and he doesn't know how to 
he doesn't know how to come to grips with his emotions. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I know that is because he's doing exactly what I did, except I didn't have millions of dollars to act a fool in public. No right. one would care if I was cursing at Jimmy Kimmel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like when you confronted Dave Chappelle, was that like part of the problem or something? Well, I mean, at the time when I confronted Dave Chappelle, I was drinking a lot. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that never helps. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I had a lot of, I was a very angry person. Mm. I mean, like, you know, my father passed away and you get, you just get angry at the world mm. and you see people living and you're just like, how come that dude couldn't die? Like you just irrational <laughs> thoughts because you're a kid, you know, you don't know any better. Right. So, right. I mean, that was, that was part of it. You gotta, you gotta come to grips with, you know, bad things can happen to good people. It's very cliche saying, right. but it's a very hard thing. When it's sad. actually in your life, and yes. I and I see Kanye just really hurting mm. because his mother passed away. And it's like, you know, he's acting a fool. Like I can't justify his behavior. He's acting right. like a straight jackass. But a part of me is just like, man, I wish I could just hang out with this dude for like a day. Yeah, you I know? just like I just keep picturing. First of all, young Josh praying and looking up at, the, at, at like, Lord, why this dude? You know mm. what I mean? Oh, it's like him too really really god um but you have uh, no idea man it was that was a very tough time like my father died uh i was a kid well i, I was a teenager mm-hmm. i just turned a teenager so it was like you know it was it was a tough tough thing to, to come to grips with it took years yeah years man he's like my best friend but he like when i watch kanye i just see like this is the same stuff i did if i if i had millions of dollars and was in the public eye I'd be tweeting at Jimmy Kimmel too, doing ridiculous stuff. Like, yeah. Now, did, did you see any of his uh, interview? Oh, did I? Oh, you know the thing about the interview, though, man, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like he called his shot because a lot of what he had to say was, "I have reached a platform in my life, artistically and professionally." where I'm hitting a ceiling mm-hmm. and I should be taken more seriously than I am. Now, obviously, it's Kanye, so some of it is that he's his own worst enemy where he'll do certain things and you're like, well, that's just going to set everything back. But, you know, for the last couple years, he kind of has been keeping it, um, you know, more or less professional, quote unquote, compared to, you know, the... Uh, George Bush doesn't like black people, which, you know, is probably true. Or, and the, um, ah. you know, and the, um, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift yes. incident, uh, which, you know, we all agree with, but yes, he shouldn't have did do. that. He shouldn't have did that. And she still sucks. Yeah. Um, but, but he was drunk. He was drunk. Right. He was drunk, obviously, you know, um, so, and, and like you said, his mother passed and all this stuff. So, like, I've always kind of, like, understood that he's a truth teller, quote unquote. But obviously he's doesn't have any couth. He's not a couth teller at all. So so when he made his point in the interview, like that that hip hop is a new rock and roll. We're the new rock stars. I'm the biggest of them all. I I was agreeing with him. Like yeah, that makes fucking sense. And he was like, but I keep hitting this glass ceiling. People want to invest in in, in in me as a brand. People, you know, you end up being slaves to this shit. They don't want to give you creative control. And I was like, I get it. And I felt like the Kimmel skit kind of made a point of, especially with the little boy imagery or whatever, putting a kid in, in this space was kind of like, yeah, um, black genius is treated a bit differently in America, especially mm-hmm. artistically, where it's like, 
you know we need to marginalize this person because black people don't deserve to have big egos like rights and choices and decision making and all this shit like it's almost like you will make you think that you can determine your destiny but in reality you really can't determine your destiny you don't i just think you don't get to be but so quote-unquote arrogant about your abilities in america if you're a black person on a pedestal like that because like there's gonna always be backlash like who the fuck do you think you are we gave you this almost well i mean to to quote kanye you know even even if he's in a fence he's still a nigga in a coop right you know what i mean like he the the thing with kanye is he the, the dude i can't knock his talent you know very creative individual mm-hmm. but what he hasn't mastered is that that fine line you got to walk with being humble and being arrogant right like believing in your ability like if Kanye's worst enemy is Kanye. He's always screaming how great he is. Mm-hmm. But the thing he hasn't realized yet is when you're that great, you don't have to scream it. Right. No, you don't. Somebody else is gonna is gonna, you know, march with you. Somebody else is gonna try to latch on to you. That's just how it works. Yeah. But he's constantly telling you so you don't get a chance to actually see his greatness. You just hear him telling you about it. What's amazing too is like one, I feel like I feel like he's so accurate because he's he called his shot from so long ago, man. I remember when that dude was doing the workout plan freestyle with Common and his flow wasn't all that polished. And, you know, you could kind of just see, though, in his mind, he had made it already. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of when the rest of the world realized it. True. Uh, the other day before the show, I actually played uh, the outro to the first album, um, College Dropout, uh, Last Call, where he just basically... If you listen to that track, you, the ego is dripping from it because it's like, mm-hmm. can you believe Dame ain't want to sign me? Like, Jay-Z rapped over my beat, and he rapped a whole different way than what I told him to rap. This is a dude that's basically, you know, one year, one album into the actual game at this point. This is, you, like, at this point, as a listener, you have only just heard Kanye's first 17 that, songs. That's it. So, you know what I'm but it's But he's always been that kind of arrogant and I've always kind of admired that about him, but at the same time, um, I, you know, I think that, you know, he's very mockable. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that catch 22 where it's like, okay, man, you don't really have a sense of humor about your shit. No. And they're gonna, like, people are gonna continue to pick at that scab for the rest of your life mm-hmm. until you Get learn it. to laugh it off or ignore it. That's right. Well, see, the, the, I mean, I don't know if you, if you have kids or not, but. Nah, I don't, man. I hate them. Well, go ahead. The, the, the thing is, once you have kids, <laughs> you start noticing the behavior in other people that's very childlike. Mm. And you're just like, okay, this person never made that adjustment where they grew up from being a child. Mm. And Kanye just doesn't, he never made that adjustment where he can laugh at himself when someone else is making the joke about him. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, he has to get riled up. And so the kid and everybody else is like, oh, look at this dude. Mm-hmm. South Park did gay fish about him. It was really funny. Instead of him laughing it off, he he gets up in arms about it. So yeah. it's like, once he learns to take himself less seriously and he just relaxes a little bit, he'll be fine. But, I mean, as far as the paparazzi showing up at his house at 4 a.m. in the morning... Ugh, I, I, you know, I'm on his side with that one. Come though. on, dog. Yeah, a Jump lot of your fence. Yeah, a lot of this shit, though, I thought was I was on his side about like 
uh but like i said he's he's one of those people that it's just hard to have his back and especially you know he puts himself in some awkward situations but uh yeah at the same time man if i'm jimmy kimmel i don't know how i don't do some sort of when he's the topical talk of skit. the town yeah right like i don't know how you look at that interview and go let's not touch this there's nothing funny here so you know it's just this weird catch 22 um all right man this is the blackout tips and uh it's a comedy podcast we do five days a week and uh, the model of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny um we, of course we have josh homer here you can find him on twitter at josh homer uh today's podcast is actually brought to you by adam and eve um dot com you know the website and stuff like that um let me see if you i can find you got some sexy music yeah i think i got some sexy music um <laughs> let me see uh since josh is here i'll see if i can find something light skin let's see there we go oh, oh yeah. yeah shout out to the light skin coalition mm-hmm. uh, i'll be sure this is back in the heyday yes He's bringing light skinned brothers back. Fella. I, I never got to capitalize on that. I was too young. I know, man. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for all the brothers that's like like 30 and mid 30s at this point because, yeah. like, missed Y'all out. I ain't got nobody representing you. Too young to do anything with it. And by the time it was <laughs> over, too too old. Fellas. My brother was, he was right at the, the he, he capitalized on it, man. He's he's in his 40s and he was there when Albie Shore came out. He had the same Albie Shore mustache and everything. Mm, he ah. probably was looking. Uh, did he ever try to join like an R&B group or start singing? Because you didn't even have to really be able to sing no. if you were light-skinned enough. No, nah, he didn't sing. He just okay. had a pair of leather, a patent leather shoes with a metal tip. Ah. I mean, like, <laughs> he was smooth. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. And then I, I like, I wonder what his, like the first time he saw New York Undercover, if he knew like shit it's over you know what i mean <laughs> like he, he likes he saw like new jack city was like god damn it um fellas and ladies are you looking to spice things up in your bedroom have you been fantasizing about surprising your love with an adventurous new toy or adult movie well here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you can get half off of just about any item in stock we're not playing with you guys. You can also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Uh, get get you some interracial DVDs. See how Josh was made. Plus, <laughs> you can get a free extra gift that's so central. I can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. It's not a game. Do this. Go no, to adamandeve.com. Leave the code TBGWT in the offer code checkout box. And get your 50% off, get your free DVDs, get, get your free extra gift, and get your free shipping. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. All right. Now let's get into some podcasting. Let's um, do it. I don't know if you guys heard, but um, the government shut down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So uh, no more rules, man. You can smoke <laughs> weeds in the street. You prostitution ah. is legal. Do whatever who, you want, who gonna y'all. Who come and get you? They ain't getting paid. Right. Ugh. Cops not jacking you up for free, man. Just go ahead and, uh, if you, especially if you're in D.C., y'all don't even got like a budget or anything, man. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, just go out. I mean, people uh, people are actually going to work hoping to get paid at some point. I feel like that's mm-hmm. back to slavery. Yeah, yeah. If, if I find out, I'll be like, you know what? I, I, I'll holler at y'all um, whenever y'all decide to pay me. Yeah. I don't do any maybe work. No. Federal employees aren't getting paid, right? Right, right. Right. Except, except, this is very important, your essential personnel 
non-essential personnel not getting paid essential personnel y'all back baby y'all gonna start getting those text messages returned from six seven months ago it's on ah they know you still get a check <laughs> you in the club buying all the drinks and i think uh i think congress still gets paid though of course because of course they're essential yeah so congress get paid <laughs> So all the parks are shut down. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, yep. Here in um, North Carolina, they was talking about a lot of the uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway. They were saying that you can go there, but ain't nothing functioning. Right. Um, oh. A lot of the, uh, like, rest places, a lot of those are shut down. Like, they're open, but you're not going to have any anybody uh, walking around out here near um, near one of the sounds. Uh, they uh, actually shut it down where uh, you actually locked where you can only go for like so far into it. Yeah. Uh, and so they they not playing. They was like, y'all ain't paying. We closing shit down. That's crazy. Oh, did I? I forgot to mention the official weapon of the show. The taser. An official sport. Bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I know somebody's gonna write us about that. Um. But uh. Yeah. I actually have a couple articles about the government shutdown, man. Um. First things first. Um. Here's what you can and can't do um during the government shutdown here's some, here's some things oh they got rules mm-hmm. how they gonna have rules well it's just telling you like what to look out for what things you don't have and stuff like that okay you can still get mail oh so the post office and shut down mm-hmm. employees of the united states postal service are exempt from furloughs you will get your social security benefits so if you old don't worry you're still gonna be able to get that money because old people vote first and the 15th yep exactly uh, some could be delayed due to a reduction in workforce, but it'll still be coming. And, uh, you know, old people don't got bank accounts, so they don't do the direct deposit. You, they right. want that check. And they don't have a lot of time to wait. You know, no, they don't. They might die before they get it. Receive disability benefits. You'll still be able to get those. Might be delayed. You will be able to receive SNAP benefits, that supplemental nutrition assistance program that will continue to operate. I don't even know what that program is. That's new for me. It's it's our version of WIC. Oh, it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. You will receive WIC benefits in Maryland and possibly other areas. Um, and possibly. Possibly, ah, yeah. If we feel like it. It is dependent on the federal funds for administrative tasks, but some states have enough of their funding to pay for the benefits now, including Maryland and D.C. It called a Virginia's WIC office was not immediately returned. Um probably because they will stop working who knows oh baby i'm sorry i told you wrong they say snap is food stamps oh, okay all right that's funny that that has such a, a acronym that matters in the black lexicon snap i <laughs> know right i thought it was wick but yeah. wick is actually wick oh wick shit i got my food stamps snap, snap. oh snap i got my card because now they put them on cards yep uh let's see get a passport probably <laughs> So you might be able to get a passport. Uh, oh, snap. Just, you know, hopefully you didn't need to go out of country anywhere important. Yeah, no time soon. Uh, you Don't can, pay that extra $100 because you might not get it. You can sign up for the health care exchanges. Um, the Affordable Care Act uh, did go into effect. It's already funded. They they couldn't Hello? defund it. Yo, yo. Oh, can you hear us? Yours? Uh, we lost them again. Oh, hold on. Um, Hey, uh, you want to put your landline in the Skype, Josh? Can you hear me? You might have to type. I don't think he can hear you. Yeah, let me see if I can call him on the phone. That might be the issue. Um, one second, guys. We're going to work on it. All right, cool. I'm going to call you right back, bro. Um, 
no problem. Yeah, because sometimes it gets like that with people's connections. Yeah, you never know it with Skype, man. Sometimes. Uh, Hi, you've reached 1 900. Ah! My name is Vanessa. Uh oh, not Vanessa. Mm hmm. Yo, yo hey, John. Sweetie. Okay, cool, cool. You can hear us now? Yeah, perfect. All right, awesome, man. Um, I was just going over the things that will and won't happen during Obamacare. Uh, I mean, Obamacare during the uh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> during the government you might shutdown. Might as well say Obamacare. Uh, you can get a passport, probably. Okay, so you might be able to get a passport. Um, so as long as you don't need to go anywhere immediately, I'd go by the post office if you can get one. Uh, you can still sign up for the healthcare exchanges. So even though that's what this all started over. The Affordable Care Act is already funded, so they can't, like, unfund it. No. So it actually opened on Tuesday to uninsured Americans, so you still can today. go sign up today. Um, now, there are some issues with the sites being up and down, but point being, uh, you can do the That's legal. Um, you can get your trash picked up, even if you live in D.C. You can be protected by the U.S. military and law enforcement agencies. You can be paid and receive benefits if you're in the U.S. military. Oh, shit. You can receive health. That's only if. Yeah. You can receive health care benefits if you're a furloughed federal, furloughed, furloughed federal worker. What does that mean? Um, furlough is like when they kind of give you, like you put you on break. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you're not coming to work, but. Um, you'll get money for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can still use your healthcare benefits and all that stuff. Um, other people like y'all shutting down. Hell yeah, break time. Yeah, even even though you might not be getting a check, like you still have, like you didn't get fired, is what it means. I believe you, like you, you don't get paid, but you don't get fired either. You just don't have a job, but you can still go to the doctor. Um, visit a veteran affairs hospital. You can still do that. VA hospital stay open. Get veterans' disability payments and pension. You can ride Amtrak. You know, Amtrak might receive federal subsidies, but it's organized of a corporation that collects enough revenues and ticket fees to outlast a brief shutdown. So that that means just temporarily might go too long yeah. and that shit will be gone. I know. Uh, you can take the Metro Rail and the Metro Bus still. You can travel by air. You can apply for a new patent. The U.S. Patent Office is funded for the next four weeks. Oh, shit. Don't put your patent in on week five. You can safely eat meat because the USDA will continue to report the work because they are essential for public safety. You can learn about the unemployment rate. The September's job report will be released Friday. Ah! Oh, it might go up because, you know, <laughs> right. they, they adding the millions of people to that list. Yeah, give or take a few hundred thousand. Uh, you can get an unemployment check. Checks will still be sent out, although some payments may be delayed due to a reduction in workforce. You can pay your taxes still. Of course, they want that money. We shut down, but we still want our money. You can still go to the DMV. You can get weather warnings and watches from the National Weather Service. They're essential. Uh, you can visit non-government-run museums, which means you can't go to the ones the government does run. So ain't none of them working in Washington, D.C. then. You can go to state and county parks, but not national parks. No. You can file a copyright online. You can have an immigration application or petition processed. Um uh although i don't think you can use uh what is the name verify e-verify i don't think you can use that that's down that's down you can go to school so sorry about sorry children sorry kids you gotta go to school here's what you can't do Uh uh-oh 
apply for new medicare or social security benefits so don't get old like right now this is a bad time to get old like get old like a month ago you're fine getting old today and for the next month you're fucked okay wow you can visit the capital oh (laughs) you can still go no you can't no you oh yeah you're right you can't visit the capital what the (laughs) capital remains open for congressional matters only it is closed to visitors uh tour guys aren't getting paid yeah the tour guys gotta be like oh man i'm i I gotta stay home man uh you can get a new small business you can't get a new small business loan oh shit put in yesterday you can't go to the smithsonian museums the national gallery of art or the national zoo wow i wonder if like they still feed the animals and shit nope Mm, them animals is starving like marvin the kid back the the lion's gonna like got into like the 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 den of like the 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 deer and shit. Oh, of course, they don't come back. All them animals are gonna be done dead and yeah. attacked each other. What happened to the zebras? I don't know. They was here last time. <laughs> right. Remember, we be gone for about a month, dog. <laughs> uh-huh. they, they probably they probably pay one dude to feed all those animals. Right. They probably do, that's, man. And that's he, gotta be the worst job because he's there by himself. If that tiger goes tiger, he's done. There's nothing. Tony <laughs> yeah. call. Right. He they might just, not make it. They just wait a week. Yeah. They wait a week, send in the next dude. Oh, you think the animals start communicating with each other and shit? Like, he's, he's on your left. He's on your left. We're going to take him down. And he ain't feeding us quick enough. He's all meat. Right. Uh, you cannot camp in national parks. Nope, because they shut down. Uh, you say that again, uh, Josh? There's no rangers out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, park rangers. I didn't think about that. Exactly. Yeah, that, if somebody starts a fire, you know, how, you know how these people do every year. They throw a cigarette on the ground or something, start a wildfire. There's no ranger out there to report it. The thing can get out of control before anything even, you know, yeah, even start it, start fighting. I just want to know if, what's Yogi Bear gonna eat, man. It's not gonna be any picnic sandwich. Yeah, Shoot. he better learn his bear roots. <laughs> I get basics. I feel like Yogi would get die like of of eating poison berries on like day three. Uh, yeah. He not ready for for that life. Um. Mm-hmm. You can uh, not visit a Civil War battlefield. Well, hey, there's some good, there's some good from this. Ah! Uh, you can not watch the zoo's panda cam. Damn, they shut down the panda cam. Oh, we got to work this out, y'all. Ah! I need that adorableness in my life. Um, you cannot visit the monuments in D.C. Um, so nope. Uh, you cannot check the legal work status of an employee. Yeah, it's that E-Verify thing you were saying. So look, man, if you got any type of immigration status. Now is the time to uh, go work. Now is the time to put them applications in, y'all. Mm-hmm. Bypass it. Yeah. They were like, uh, it says here your name is Gonzalez. Gonzalez? Uh, what does that mean? I'm like, yep, I'm putting, uh, like putting an application for every position. Ah! Uh, you can have a permanent labor certification. I mean, you can't have your permanent labor certification processed uh you cannot continue to be audited so somebody was about to go to jail and uh you think somebody was like oh shit i was on that list tomorrow this seems like something that would happen in breaking bad yes like like walt would just be about to go to prison and then the the government would shut down and they would be like oh in a month almost had him yeah the cancer doesn't get you first uh was like man it's all in the timing right this week, you'd be good. Lauren Hill was like, <laughs> Lauren Hill was like, if I could have stretched it out like six more months. 
Oh, it would have been fine. Uh, you cannot go rowing if you're part of a crew team that uses a boathouse on federal land. Um, which just is a news to me because I didn't know, uh, rowing was a federally, uh, sponsored sport that they let you keep boathouses on their land and shit. Um, uh, this goes, oh, sh- like, what if it's the, the federal government owns the river? So anything that's on that river is technically the government. Okay. Wow. But it's funny though, cause they didn't say like, you can't go play basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was rowing. Like I feel like that's just a sign that the government is like, white people are into this. Let's pay for it. Oh, so what happened if people were like at these places, like, like, uh, slip overnight? So did they have to like clear the national parks, but like, all oh, y'all got to get out of here cause we shut down at midnight? I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying. I mean, you know, cause I saw like we do the campgrounds. You talk about like, the row houses, like people sleep at, you know what I mean, sleep and rest and spend days at these places. Do people get their money back? Cause you know, sometimes people pay reservations in advance. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. know. That's a good point. Think of, think of all the people who flew here, like from Europe to take their vacation and want to go, you know, visit in the capital. Man. Too bad. Oh, yep. I know. They are hot. I feel like Europe is looking at America like, uh, an ex that got fat on Facebook. You know what I mean? Where ah! it's just like, we used to sleep with that. Cause we can't even keep our government open, man. Like we, this shit is embarrassing. Like that's all I was talking about on Facebook today was just crazy shit about the shutdown. I just could, I kept thinking of more and more shit, man. Like, uh, it, it like people, Detroit is the laughing stock of America for declaring bankruptcy as a city, but we kind of just did that as a country where it's like we can't pay for this shit and we refuse to keep extending credit to pay for our shit like mm-hmm. we're kind of like bankrupt right now you know what i mean like we're reading shit that says in four weeks we won't have this vital service to the country because that is the amount of money that they, they are living check to check on yep it's crazy well we've been living check to check for a long time in the u.s man and we yes, we have three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. But so. it's just it's just ironic that everybody was going in on Detroit for the same, essentially the same shit, except they actually did a fiscally responsible thing and decided this is enough. We we can't sustain this anymore, and and they became like the joke of America. Like, oh, the city declaring bankruptcy. Oh my God, what Detroit? This is the worst, right? And it's like, yeah, uh, the government shut down, down today you know um that i don't know that just seemed there's some type of irony there um i also had a bunch of jokes about it too um because i was trying to make people lighten up because a lot of people were sad and like i'm not gonna be able to go to work and i said look man don't be depressed let me make some jokes about it and then we can all laugh at it so <laughs> i got a. Uh, Will the government shut down be followed by the government control out delete, then the government reboot, and then the government windows chime? Uh, I'm, I'm curious how long this is going to last, to be honest with you. Well, uh, you, how long you think, how long you thinking, uh, Josh, before shit gets real? I mean, you know, I think it's going to last probably a week and change mm. because he, they put Obama in an awkward position. He can't back down because once he backs down, they're going to pull the shit every time. Mm-hmm. So he has to kind of, he has to stand up. But then they can't really back down either because then it shows a sign of weakness in them. Because they've right. already said, like, we're, you know, we're this, we're, we're the strong party. We're trying to bring us back to our roots. 
blah, blah, blah. So they put themselves in an awkward position. But at the end of the day, they're gambling with the lives of civilians, not mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. They're still getting paid. They still have health coverage. They're still, you know, living the life for them. It's, it's a government-paid vacation that they're on right now. Yes. So it's yeah. not, it's, you know, it's not hurting us. To the person who's a federal employee who's living check to check, rent is still due. Right. Your car payment is still due. So you, you, you could go, they, this, uh, you know, government shutdown could destroy people's lives. Like yep. it sounds a little crazy. It will. Like, not, not, check. not could, it will. Yes. It will yeah, destroy, like, I don't give a fuck if it's one day. Somebody was one fucking day away from shit being fucked up. Yes, and some people did not yeah. get paychecks today because yeah, they Yeah, this is still America. We, we've talked about on the show before where the majority of Americans don't even have enough money in their savings account or bank account to last a month. Like, no. not even a month on their current expenditures. Yeah. So, yeah, the government's no exception. The, the thing is, what people don't get, like, what separates, you know, craziness in the streets between what it is now is three missed meals. Mm-hmm. You missed three meals, and you're ready to fight. Like, that's just how it's going to be. And once people realize, hey, there's more poor people than rich people. Yes. That if, if everybody decided to slip out at once, there's really nothing they could do. Once that comes out, then things are going to change. Because mm-hmm. the way America works is they sell you the dream. Yes. That one one day you're going to own this house, this $400,000 house. And if you believe in that dream, you work within the system to achieve that, even though it will never happen. Right. But once you realize that it's not going to happen, then you, you're unshackled. You can do whatever you want. You're going to show up, you know, at Paris Hilton's house and, and break in. <laughs> right. If everybody does it, you know, there's not enough police, there's not enough jails, there's not enough anything to stop everybody from doing it. Yeah, the key to this right now is that the NFL is still in session. Like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, people didn't I, have shit to entertain them. Yeah, I feel like if, um, like people were more concerned about the NFL possibly having a strike than the government shut down even. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually heard a politician today be like, yeah, it wasn't, it's not that big a deal. Oh, who, who hold on, I just got, that? I just got disconnected. Let me call Josh back. We lost him for a second. Um. Hopefully his battery didn't die or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what how we got disconnected, but um, yeah, I was, I was laughing at your NFL joke. If, if the referees <laughs> were federal employees, it'd already be a riot. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. People care about that shit. That's the opiate of the masses, dog. That's like messing with somebody's yeah. heroin or some What'd shit. What did you say? One of the congressmen said, "What, baby?" There was one congressman. I don't remember who it was. So much shit has been buzzing, but he was like, "It's not even that big a deal." It's like having a long weekend or some shit like that. It's like, nigga, you got paid. If I'm right, and if I'm missing a bill. I don't give a fuck about no, I don't want to hear about no, it's just a long weekend, it's not a big deal. And if I had to go to work for free with the, with the maybe I'll get paid at the end, um, it's slightly less funny to me. Well, I mean, it just shows how out of touch that they are. Like, mm-hmm. I used to work at AT&T, and when they laid a bunch of people off, the, um, the CEO had a big meeting, like a big town hall meeting with every employee. And this dude, in the, at the beginning of the meeting, he was like, I got a call from my, my mother today. And she was like, uh, is your job okay? And I said, no, no, mommy, I'm, my job is safe. I'm just like, you don't realize you're talking to people who are losing their jobs. Wow. I mean, like, it's, it's, you got to understand, like, this congressman, oh, it's a long weekend. Yes, yeah, for you, because you're still getting paid. But there's somebody right now 
who's making a decision between whether they're going to eat tonight and tomorrow or they're going to buy medicine. Yeah. I mean, so once you once you get into this situation, it's going to, it's it's not going to end well for anybody. So and, they have a, they have a couple weeks, right? Maybe a week and a half to to kind of pull this together. At, at, and and a not, lot of this stuff is like what people don't realize is even the shit that's staying open. It's only open for now. That's like, right. Like for we, now. we talked about trash pickup and parking enforcement. They have a two week budget right now. This shit goes beyond two weeks. You can do whatever the fuck you want to in, in, in DC. Just drive on the wrong side of the street. Who gives a fuck? Cause we ain't coming. <laughs> right? No parking tickets. Park where you want. Finally, freedom. I'm going to, straight to the handicapped spot. Well, that's what Bloomberg, you know, the mayor of New York said. He was like, for for the short term, New York is not going to really be effect, uh, affected. But if this continues to go on, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be, you know, it's it's not going to turn out the way the, the Republicans think it will. Right. No, it's going to be an uproar. No DMV. No DC wow. DMV. They they only like only they only have enough for a few weeks. Daycare facilities. The ones run by U.S. General Service Administration, yeah. Schools gonna they will run out of funding. Fewer children will be able to go. They will lose money because fewer people will be going to work, too. Wow. You know, why, why Why? send my kid to daycare and pay money when I'm not making money and I'm at home? Yep. Ain't that the truth? Um, yep. Crazy, man. Like, oh, man, this is fucking, I don't know. The, the, the good news is Bill Clinton showed up to help because... Um, it is, you know, the government shut down. He was in office the last time his government shut down. Uh, but then he left because he thought he said government sluts down. And ah! it was, it was really confusing at, at the, the office. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that they don't even realize the ripple effect. So like, you know, Bob is a federal employee. He's not working this week. He's not getting his check. But Bob used to go out to Red Lobster every Friday. Mm hmm his family now he's not going that on friday so then the girl who was his waitress and the dude who's the chef they're making less money mm-hmm. yeah and then and the money that they would spend on netflix or whatever else they would spend their money on is going to be taken out of the economy so even a short term they're still hurting people yep. more than they realize yeah and, and like I, go, go ahead sweetie i'm sorry i was gonna say i, I work uh with the government i don't work for them but i work right. closely with the, the department of buildings in new york city so if this lasts longer than two weeks and the Department of Buildings shuts down, mm-hmm. wow. then I don't have work to do. I don't. I, am I going to go to work? I don't know what my boss is going to say to us. Right. Maybe yeah. he'll, he'll keep the employees who've been there longer than me, there, and I'll be home. Right. Yeah, and and I think for me, it's like them doing this caused a lot of people to stress mm-hmm. because. Yep. Let's say you got all your shit laid up and you was like, where's y'all going on the goddamn first? My paycheck better come. Right. Oh shit. My paycheck didn't come. My rent is due on the fifth. You know, I still have to, I still have these bills. And I think that, like you say, it's going to be an effect that even if they get it back up running, the, it's still going to have 
somewhat of an effect because a lot of people go i don't know if y'all motherfuckers gonna shut down again because whatever they do is gonna be short term which means they're gonna say we'll extend it to november or december that's how they always do so that means we're gonna have to go through this again so what's gonna happen is that people go okay i'm getting paid now but guess what i'm not gonna go to red lobster because i don't know if i'm gonna have a job again when y'all decide to do this again and this almost has to happen like josh said because this has to be broken once and for all like yes like even when they avoided it last year it was kind of like oh we had to strip these things out of this bill and we had to keep going like this we had to delay several parts of obamacare quote-unquote uh we're like you almost have to have a sit down where people go no fuck it now we're gonna work it out because people are being hurt which is sad you know um especially considering like that um my like my hope is that at some point it'll switch from who's gonna get the blame for the government shutdown, which is kind of where we're at right now, where everyone's trying to point, point fingers yes and stuff. They are. And it'll c- switch over to the other thing that politicians do get motivated to do: who will get the credit for bringing the government back? Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's the only hope is that someone will start spinning it like well gop wants they want the credit for getting everybody's job back well obama wants all the credit for getting everybody's job back the white house wants all the credit i hope that that switches at some point and then we can have a you know even though it, it'll be phony and false I, it'll get people working if both sides realize that there's a pr win in getting the jobs back at this point it it it, it has to be because too many people are affected and for a lot of people, regardless of where you sit on the spectrum, and even if you are not affected by uh, a work directly with federal jobs, you are directly and indirectly affected, whether you want to be or not. Because right. guess what? You ride the transit. Guess what? You go to the parks. Right. Guess what? You, you, you go to the museums. You know, you, you might park, you park in the handicap spaces. All that stuff. You know, I like to park in the spaces that are designated for pregnant women. You know? I do, I do that too. Now who's going to stop me? I'm unstoppable, no. motherfuckers. Nobody, sir. Nobody. It's impossible. I look you dead in your eyes while you waddle into the YMCA. You don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to go 55 miles an hour in the school zone. I'm going to get a five-star GTA Grand Theft Auto rating in real life. <laughs> I'm out here in these streets. Um, uh, speaking of being uh, out here in these streets, man, um, Josh, do you do you play video games at all? Seem like an adult uh, that has kids. I, I, I do. I, I, I honestly haven't been able to in the last, like, probably four weeks. I okay. Play well, Grand Theft Auto is out, man. I don't even know how you can have kids and play this. Well, I, I, I I've never played any of the Grand Theft Auto games. Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense. I, I will save that topic for another guest then, because that one's. Well, the, the reason I don't play them is not that I don't like them; that they don't look interesting to me. It's just I know if I start playing them, I can't stop. It's too real. It's too real. Josh, I'm not joking. I have two things in my life right now. Grand Theft Auto 5 and things that keep me from playing Grand Theft Auto 5. (laughs) While I am in, I am enjoying this show right now. I have wanted to talk to you for the better part of a year, my man. And part of me is like, yo, man, I could be robbing that bank. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) fucked up. It's fucked up, man. It's like a drug addiction or some shit, man. Um, so, uh, I will talk to you about this though. Um, you're, you're in New York, so I'm assuming yeah. that you understand this, this issue better than I do. Um, it's a public transit, uh, mass transit issue. Have you heard about, uh, man sitting? Uh, 
Man sitting. Man sitting. I'll I'll also put it in the Skype chat if you want to click on it. But um, there's an article by Dan Stewart about how to avoid man sitting. It's an epidemic where apparently men, when we sit down, we take up too much space, guys. We we, we like to sit with our legs, you know, not crossed. We like to sit with our arms to our side. Sometimes we like to spread out, lay down, and uh, you know, in some <laughs> of these some of these situations where. You know, you're on a train or something and, and it's getting crowded. They say, hey, you know, cross your legs, uh, you know, c- cross your arms, Don't, uh, you know, bend your knees. How is that comfortable? You got nutsack. Yeah, right. You can't, you can't cross your legs. I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't think it's a man thing. I think it's just it's a, uh, it's just, it's a people thing, man. Like yeah. on, the, on the train, a woman will get on the train with eight bags and put it on the seat. You just have to be. New York is all about being comfortable in your rudeness, right? So you 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 have to be comfortable enough to put those bags on the on the seat, and then you have to be comfortable enough for some, somebody else has to be comfortable enough to come to you and say, "Hey, can you move those bags?" Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it is. Like if a dude, because I've seen it where a dude is, is has his legs like wide open, like he's just sitting like the letter V, yeah. and you just you know you just go up to him and you you sit down, and then you see who's gonna you know. If, he, if he's going to say something. Yeah. Now, personally, I'm with you, Josh. I feel like this is feminism. Run amok. Run <laughs> amok. How you going to call it man sitting, first of all? You don't need to brand it after my gender. Just call it asshole sitting or something. Like, like ah! sitting like a dick. I would even accept that, like even though dick. that is also shaming my male body parts. Uh, I guess I'm the only masculist on the show, but that's fine. Ah, I would ah, be that. Ah. Apparently, it's only one of me in the group uh so far but i'm signing up other masculines i'm tired of this shit i'm not taking it anymore i should be able to sit how the fuck i please you don't have balls i don't tell you how to sit on your period because i don't understand that shit i don't have one i know i can't relate i don't say oh you need to tough it out take a mod all no i if you might need to go home for the day i don't have that pain and you don't have ball pain so i'm not crossing my motherfucking legs just so you can feel comfortable that's bullshit man I mean, have you, Go have you ahead. taken the train before in New York? No, no but I've taken the bus in North Carolina. I've, yeah. I've taken mass transit other places. Now, the, the subway's a different a different animal, man. Mm-hmm. I've taken the bus, you know, all over the subway because you're down in the dungeon. People feel that they can act however they want to feel in the dungeon when you're below ground. Mm. You know, it's a different mentality. When you're on the bus, there's windows everywhere. You know, the light shining in or the moonlight or whatever. When you're in the, in the subway... Yeah. With the rats running around, people go bananas. People I have taken I have taken the train in Atlanta too. Uh to go to a oh. Hawks game. And uh it was underground for a while. Um best part of my trip though was a dude <laughs> there was a dude who said uh he had a sign that said, I am deaf. Can you please give me some money? And I was standing behind him like about five feet away and I said, Hey, I got five dollars and he turned around. And I said, God damn it. This dude is hustling, um, but uh, yeah, I, the, um, I, I just I just think it's kind of it's kind of fucked up that they had to put it on dudes, man. Like we've all seen women that like sit there, you know, shit next to them in an empty seat, and you're like, nobody's fucking sitting there. Like that's just your you want a place to put your shit and keep someone else from sitting there, and nobody's writing fucking articles for theweek.com about women sitting and shit. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> The person who wrote that article had to be not from New York. 
because a dude taking up a seat is like the least of your worried. I'm more concerned <laughs> oh, Lord. with the Asian dude, you know, clipping his toenails on the subway. You know, oh. off. you know what I mean? Or the, or the right. Mexican lady who sells those churros on the subway, taking up, you know, a bunch of space. Like, there's so many things to worry about besides the dude stretching his balls out. Yeah. Well, do, do the people that come on the train and dance, do they count oh, as, yeah, yeah. as part of man sitting? Like, well, what about the kids that, like, basically imply that they will be robbing you later if they don't get a couple of dollars for their basketball team to keep them off the streets? Does that count ah! as man sitting? Like, I, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, fuck that article, man. That was some bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, let's, uh, I thought this was funny. Uh, Josh, how long you been married, man? Or, I mean, are, are you married? I believe you said your wife earlier, but yeah, I wasn't I'm married. Sure. I'm okay. married. How long you been married? I've been married. It'll be nine years at the end of this month I've been married. Oh, man. Congratulations, Ooh. first of all. Uh, thank you. Um, second of all, a husband and wife revealed they are both gay 20 years into their marriage. Oof. Good grief. Um, they couldn't have figured this out way before. I just, I just like to think of the reveal as a real sitcom type fashion where it's like, I have something to tell you. Well, I have something to tell you too. You go first. No, you go first. Okay, let's go no. at the same time. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> I'm secretly gay and I have not been loving you for 20 years and I've always been, oh my God, you too? Um, yeah, husband and wife more than 20 years into their marriage say they are both gay, which I believe is the Christian solution to marriage equality. Um, David Kaufman oh. had always struggled with <laughs> I'm gonna get someone's gonna write me. David convenience. They they knew what was up from the jump. Right. Yes, they knew they weren't physically attracted to each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what could the sex have been like? Terrible. You know what I mean? I think it, it would have been once a year. That's what it would have been. <laughs> it's our anniversary, I guess. We need to yeah. do this. They um, had sex twenty one times total. Once every year and then once on the honeymoon. That's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um david coffin has always struggled with being born a boy he tried to ignore the nagging feeling for years even married twice and had two kids man i can't even imagine that life man like i don't know anything in my life that i want to avoid enough to make permanent mistakes like two kids like i just can't even <laughs> fathom the the dire circumstances that would have to come across where i'm like the only way out of this is to Make a decision that I have to live with for the rest of my life, life. <laughs> and possibly fuck them up too. Um, I'm sure he, he, he probably loved his kids, but he, he didn't love making them. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. But you, but I'm just saying at that moment, Josh, it's just part of the cover story. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, once kids are here, I think kids, it's kind of like the racism thing we talked about when we started the show where like somebody could be racist, like your grandma could be racist and shit. But when she see those little beautiful interracial babies, it's hard to hate a little beautiful ass future child of tomorrow. Yes, it is. You are going to, you're going to melt. That's what's going to happen. But at the moment that this dude was conceiving those kids, he was just thinking like, this will get off of my tracks for another year. And, and now he's got two permanent kids because of this shit, man. He need to gotta calm down sometimes. I think him and his wife, Ex-wife, are they still married? Um, let me see. It didn't say they got divorced, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, it just said they both revealed they were gay. Mm-hmm. They still might remain married. They just be like, we met, we legally married, but you go your way and I'll go mine. Oh my God, this could be the best oh. TV show ever. Yes. I'm for real, they was like, we ain't fucking up our bills. This is no. a good ass plot, man. Um, yeah, he got married to his second wife for more than 20 years, realized he need to come clean about his desire to become a woman. 
as well as another more recent discovery that he was attracted to other men how's that more recent than yeah i think well, he got order mixed up on that yeah, yeah i feel this, like he this lying. didn't happen overnight maybe he had to break it down <laughs> he had to tell her that shit and stick to his lie so he could be like no i didn't even know i wanted to fuck oh, dudes what, that was different which do you think is worse there was a couple who was on oprah where they're married the dudes got a sex change mm-hmm. and became a woman and the woman the, the woman his wife stayed with him they lived together and the dude is dating other dudes. But she still loves her husband. Mmm, man. She's in a predicament right how, there. How did she find out? How did she find out? How did she find out what? That he was dating other dudes and still wanted to be... Well, once, once he got the, the sex change operation mm-hmm. and lived together, like, he just wanted to experience it. Like, it wasn't a secret thing. You already got, oh. you know, yeah, your wiener cut off. Saying you want to go out on a date with another dude, I think, is a, uh, man, a very she, small step in comparison. She's a trooper, man. Mm-hmm. To stick by all that, I, like you know what's funny, man, is like people will downplay that and laugh about it and shit. But that is probably the most hardest of the hardcore love, just like unconditional love you could possibly very have, or possibly some type of weird ass dependence. But like that is like the most love. I can't imagine that level of love for a person, like. Well, it's like, hey, I'm done with the organ that you enjoy fucking. Also, um, I'm trying to fuck other people. Also, of the same sex uh, as I was. Um, but if you want to stay, you're welcome to stay. Like, I just can't even imagine how you get past that. So, yeah, I would have yeah. been out, like, in the first reveal. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, that's nice. I'm that's like, oh, right. I was just, it would have been like a pimp. Oh, okay. Got you. So, ah! so you want to, you want to leave? <laughs> no, I'm saying I just want to, nah, 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 I, I got you. I followed all the way down the path. Do I need to pack my bags? We need to see other people and, uh, we need to go ahead and file them papers. I, no, don't, don't say no more. I don't even want to know what the next step is. Um, matter of fact, man, since we're kind of late into the show, we might as well turn this into guess the race. Cause I do have pictures of these people and I do know they're racist. So. Oh, snap. Let's play some Guess the Race, guys. Um, this will be the first time in a long time we play Guess the Race before fucking with black people. Yes. So here we go. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, guys. It's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show sweeping all the podcast land where we play different articles from around the country and we have our guest on the podcast and the chat room. Guess the race of the people involved. Uh, the chat room is racist. Um, just be warned. And the guest today will be Josh Homer of the After Black Show. Um, Josh, are you ready to play some Guess the Race? Let's do it. All right. Here's how David recalled revealing that he uh you know that he had some things he want to talk about uh first of all cat said i just said you know i need to tell you something i need to tell you that i've been thinking that i would like to date women and then david recalls saying oh my god get out of town i just figured out i'm gay yeah (laughs) david has since become danny a woman Asked whether she saw any signs during the marriage her husband was gay. Kat said that she saw none whatsoever. They are now living separately. 
I guess she didn't see any because, you know, you're only fucking once a year. When you going to find out? Ain't that true. It was pretty shocking for both of us, Cat told CBS Sacramento. It was exciting. It was excitement and relief, she added. Just last year, however, Danny realized she isn't gay. She was just born in the wrong body. So uh Danny was transgender. I don't just want to be female. I really am female, Danny said. She began transforming into a woman more than a year ago. It felt so good to be me. She said the gender transition process. It felt so good to be a woman, to be Danielle. This is incredibly cool. Kat says Danny is still the same person she married. Inside, she's the same person that I married. It's just the outside that has changed, which is weird because you're saying there's no clues or hints or anything, but they haven't changed. Anyway, guess the race of uh, Danny and Kat. I'm going to say they're both white. All right, going with white. Let's check the chat room. Sparger says white. Leonard Brother says, whiter than the housewives who made Oprah rich. That is pretty damn white. Yes, that is very white. White, shiny, happy white people, says Joe Spacely. (laughs) Shiny, happy. Mm -hmm. Shiny, happy. You know, that's it. Um, All right. The correct answer is, wait, Kids in the Hall White. That is a good reference, and I loved that show when it was out. Uh, The correct answer is white. white. Everybody got it right. Uh, what was your clue that it was white, uh, Josh? Everything. Okay. <laughs> Everything. That whole story. That whole story was. It just didn't. It didn't sound like a uh, something that a person of color would be involved in. Mm. It, it didn't ring true. I couldn't. It, you know. You know when you hear a story, you try to picture the characters in it. Right. I just couldn't picture a, a black couple going through that. I couldn't picture you know a Spanish couple. It just didn't. Uh, maybe Asian, but mm, not really. Yeah, it is a lot to go through. I, I hear you. Um, let's see what else we got here for, uh, for some, some more guest race. Oh, actually, let's, let me take a brief break and play some, uh, we need to play some fucking with black people, Karen. Mm-hmm. So, here we go, guys. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for some fucking with black people. The other game we play here, where we read articles from across the country and assign points from zero to one hundred on the fucking with black people scale. Today's contestant, Michelle Bachman. She back, y'all. That's right. I know you missed her. <laughs> Michelle Bachman, Minnesota crazy eyes Republican. Liking President Obama to a drug dealer. Oof. President Obama can't wait. Now, for a record, that by itself is not fucking with black people. Like, I think a lot of times people send us articles like someone says something about the president. And it's like, just because the president is black does not automatically put it on the fuck with black people scale. Or else, you know, it, it would be too much. Like, we wouldn't yeah, be able would. to get through the news. Nope. But this is special because she said president obama can't wait to get americans addicted to the crack cocaine or dependency on more government health care now we all know crack cocaine is the black drug come on we've all seen new jack city ah! um so uh I, I i'm gonna give her because especially during the time that we're, this is yeah, she got great timing great, yeah. great critical time in our history and things are going on in obama is she still in office uh she is still in office okay. a lot of people forgot about her yeah they did she, you know um, trying to make a comeback. it's a good comeback 
um i'm gonna give her a 50 okay okay because i mean i feel like it she didn't take the metaphor all the way there you know what i mean but 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 we get the emphasis what, on what, what would have been all the way there um if she would have also like remember that time that she said that uh black people were better off black families are better off under slavery than under the obama administration yes like that's a hundred that's definitely a hundred you know what i'm saying like it's direct to the point and also fucking insane and it makes black people immediately angry this is more of a oh this chick she back you know what i mean yeah. so it's like a 50 it feels like a 50 it doesn't feel like a hundred a hundred would have been like oh this motherfucker um here's a news story um and also guess the race back back to guess the race this is about a process server who urinated in a driveway okay oh my i guess she had to, to serve some some papers or something uh and then we're gonna play some guess the race so here we go I'll just I can play now you have to well you have to see to believe a piney point man says a woman delivering something to his home left something he was never expecting and as Tiffany Craig reports this special delivery was all caught on camera when Mitch Zarsky caught a woman on camera relieving herself in his driveway he kept watching in disbelief it's like watching a train wreck you know unfortunately i had to watch it over and over again and i just could not i couldn't believe it but it happened in his piney point village neighborhood and by the looks of the video the woman didn't seem to care she stands here i notice she lays her clipboard down right here uh, within splashing distance and about 25 <laughs> seconds later she pulls everything up grabs her clipboard and leaves Oh. Mitch is pretty sure this isn't a case of a woman who just had to go because there's construction right next door, and guess what they have? A porta potty. Look, it's not even that bad in there. He actually recognized the woman in the video as someone who had stopped by twice before. The very first time she came, she asked me uh, if I was Mr. Zarsky. I was working outside. I told her I was not. I assumed she was a salesperson or something. Now he's convinced she's a process server trying to deliver legal papers on a matter involving a business he owns, but left a much bigger message in his driveway. She's making a statement that uh, okay, fine, you've avoided me. I'm going to, you know, I'll take care of you. In his frustration, Mitch left a message of his own. Also, check out your YouTube video, Process Server Granny. You're now famous worldwide. Now oh, he Lord. she comes back so he can get a little relief. Tiffany Craig, <laughs> KHOU. Oh, Lord, you got jokes. Okay. Uh, also, when they cut back to the news crew, they were all laughing. I love when news articles happen. <laughs> ah! When they can't get their shit together in time, where they just cut back and they're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but I guess the race of the process server granny, Josh. Oh, that's a tough one. I know the, the, the reporter's white, the guy is white. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can tell that by their voices. Uh, the process granny mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go with white on this one all right go on with white go. let's check the chat room and see what their guesses are you just got served deadbeat white oh lord <laughs> lynn whitfield a thin line between love and hate black <laughs> she would have left a cake on a with a knife in it on the door uh ball sucker white wait only white people suck balls um, ah! yeah, I don't, I have some 
anyway i have movies to dispute that <laughs> yeah um betty white <laughs> uh cliff clavin's mama uh the correct answer is oh and someone else says white and tweety grandma tweety, tweety grandma letting that them shit biscuits steam nice white correct answer is white it was a white lady And a couple people did guess black. black. <laughs> Terrible guess, people. Why would any black person do something like that? So See, here's the ah. thing. The dude, the dude in the house is assuming that she, you know, peed on his, uh, his driveway to get at him. Mm-hmm. My assumption is, I mean, to get him upset. You know, like he said, she, she was angry at him and, you know, she couldn't get a hold of me. My assumption is he peed on his driveway. Because normally if someone was peeing on your driveway, you would run out and be like, what are you doing? And then she could be like, you got served. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. She was trying to get his attention. That's what I think, too. Yeah, he thinks it's uh, like, he thinks she was like marking her territory or sending a message. So you were trying to get your ass to come yeah. out there. She was just going to do whatever she needed to serve them papers. That's all it was. Yeah. Also, is there anything funnier in 2013 in the fact that we still have to serve papers in person like fucking uh 1901 and shit like we got email phones like there's a thousand ways to to contact the person and get a hold of them you know that even like the irs will it just send a letter to your house and be like uh you didn't get that well too bad you're going to jail but we have to have the like old school you just got served you know like we have to have that face to face that's crazy and people like dress they up in costumes and shit yeah, like pizza delivery and verifies you yeah and then well, here you go I, I tricked you into getting served with a lawsuit like that is the fundamental linchpin of american societies and our civil like disagreements is that you must be served by a guy who shows up as a fake clown outfit at your kid's birthday party that's the that, that, that's that, the no, way that right there would, would be an interesting person to interview because ain't no telling the outfits and and the places they had to go right yeah uh it's like yeah i had to be a stripper and i took off my took off my bra my pasties were the papers i gave it to him and left (laughs) yeah i left um all right well josh is two for two guys so you know what that means time to get into the bonus round guys it's gonna get intense let's play the bonus music Double the points, double the race, double the points, double the race. That's right, guys. It is the bonus round of Guess the Race, where everything is worth double the points and double the racism. Josh, you're two for two. Are you getting nervous? No, not nervous. Not nervous. All right. He's, he's ready to play. He's, he's a gamer. All right. Well, here's a story from Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, my. Uh, but this is one where uh, I'm not sure what to think of it. Um, they sent a little kid home from school, guys. Let's see why. But tonight we begin with that school suspension over a gesture some say consider child's play. Good evening, I'm Guard Swanson. And I'm Lauren Rowe. The boy's mother is angry that the school district considered it violent and kept her child out of class. Now the boy attends Harmony Community School in St. Cloud just off Highway 192. Amaka Ubaka is there. So Amaka, what exactly did the little boy do? Did he threaten someone or was he just playing with other kids? 
Well, Lauren, according, according to Bonnie Bennett, she says her uh, son, Jordan, was just playing a game of cops and robbers with another student. He wasn't threatening anyone, but as soon as he made this gesture, he was immediately taken to the principal's office and suspended. <laughs> As eight-year-old Jordan Bennett prepares for school tomorrow, his mother Bonnie is fighting back against the suspension that got him kicked out of class. If I don't speak for my child, no one else will. Bennett says her son was playing with another kid at Harmony Community School on Friday and used his finger to simulate a gun. This is what he showed me he did. There was actually nothing in his hand. He used his thumb and his index finger. The third grader was suspended for one day. A punishment Bennett feels went too far. It was a game. He made no threatening um, advances to another child, didn't threaten to harm anyone, no words were said. Bennett says she would have been satisfied with some form of punishment, but is worried now that her son has been suspended, he'll be seen as a violent child. A child that has no history of violence at school, and now he's classified as a violent offender. But the Osceola County School District says it wasn't just a game. The district spokesperson told Local 6 they can't comment on the specifics of what happened because of confidentiality, but after reviewing the entire incident, Jordan's actions violated the code of student conduct. I am prepared to go to court if I have to because this is wrong. It's wrong for my son and it's wrong for any other child if they are faced with the same thing for a game. Now, Bonnie Bennett tells us that she wants the principal to clear that suspension from her son's school records and says she won't stop fighting and she'll continue to appeal until, until that happens. Lauren? What about the other boy? Was he suspended, Amaka? Well, the school district won't comment on that at this point, but according to Jordan, the other boy that he was playing with was also sent home. Lauren? All right. Thanks, Amaka. Um, okay, couple things about this article. Number one, I'm glad that we played the video because Amaka Abaka is fine. God yeah, damn. I was like, Amaka Abaka? I was like, I like that name. That's the best part of this job is being like, damn, this local reporter is banging. So I'm definitely, she got a fan. Um, but, uh, number two, uh, maybe, did anybody stop to think? Maybe he had like, uh, it was an AK 47. You know what I mean? Like, who knows yeah. what kind of imaginary pretend gun he had? He could have had pretend grenades with him. It could have been anything. So, Josh, guess the race of uh, this eight-year-old Central Florida boy who was sent home, uh, Jordan. Bonnie. Bonnie Bennett was the name? Bonnie Bennett is the name of the mother. The son is Jordan Bennett. Ooh. That, the mother sounded white based mm -hmm. on her voice. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's Florida, and mm -hmm. she's not about that swirl. So I'm gonna assume <laughs> that the kid is also white. All right, let's go to the chat room see what they believe. Future president of the NRA, white, sounds like Michael's wife on Grand Theft Auto Five. Also, if he were a child of color, he would have gotten wrestled to the ground and taken out of handcuffs. Chuck Spears Aww. says one who blames video games for violent behavior, one who eats cottage cheese and crackers as a snack. <laughs> oh, it's the little ones that get me, man. Uh, gun racks on racks on racks, white. Uh, Dion B. Moore says prescribed Ritalin at age three, white. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch, man. Uh, <laughs> Mitchell Reese says that shit wouldn't be having an issue for this bullshit, white. 
uh josh homer says jump off i guess that means swirl uh the correct answer is white josh got it right again he's on the road he's good man he is good he's a rookie on the show three for three uh and of course a couple people guessed wrong all right man let's do one more and then we'll do the uh we'll do the sword ratchetness okay and we'll get out of here um let's see what we got here we got um (laughs) speaking of grand theft auto uh we got a man that actually tried to do some grand theft auto shit in real life oh shit zachary burgess 20 years old decided that playing grand theft auto on his game console wasn't enough so he decided to take it to the streets. Oh, the real streets? Should have waited till the government shut down, dummy. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you wouldn't have got arrested. Mm-hmm. He stole a pickup truck, kidnapped a woman, and crashed nine parked cars because he wanted to feel more like that character. Reports, oh, he was about that life. Reports WDSU TV. WDSU. Ha <laughs> uh, Burgess, a lacrosse player at Auburn University embarked on his crime spree saturday morning in baton rouge louisiana fast it started in the ah. parking lot of a bar where burgess was present the owner of a truck got out and left it running with a female passenger inside oh so he took the passenger on the ride he's like <laughs> what? he's like what is this the free pussy giveaway oh what do i hit a1 fb <laughs> don't mind if i do right bumper bitch move Maybe he thought it was like leave a pussy, take a pussy, like at the gro- like ah! at the convenience store. I guess so. Uh, Burgess got in the vehicle and attempted to leave the parking lot, but not before crashing into several cars that were blocking his path. He abandoned the car a few yards from the crime scene. He didn't get anywhere. Man, it's uh-huh. like Slick Rick's uh, children's story. A group of witnesses held him until officers arrived. Uh, ah! When police questioned him, he told them he wanted to see what it was like to be a character from grand theft auto then he said nigga 7500 times oh yeah because that is what happens in the first 90 minutes of grand theft auto uh burgess was arrested and charged with theft of a motor vehicle nine counts of hit and run and simple kidnapping shit well it was pretty simple karen uh he was released sunday after posting eighty thousand dollars bond how did he get the eight thousand if and that's if it's just ten percent to bond out wow so yeah he paid eighty thousand bonds and now faces charges versus just keeping his butt home playing some playstation so all right yeah. uh guess the race of mr zachary burgess 20 years old grand theft auto wannabe yeah your shit is real you can restart the game dog zachary burgess mm-hmm. oh man that, that's that sounds just really you know really really white okay uh-huh. and, and and i also would think my reason behind this too is a black dude doesn't really need to go out to try to live that life. That life comes to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the cops are going to abuse you. They're going to arrest, you know, mess with you. This dude had to do those things in order for that to happen. Real talk, Josh. Let me tell you how real Grand Theft Auto Five is. When I, <laughs> when I am the black character, I don't want to do the crimes. I, I, like, <laughs> I feel like beating the game for the black character is marrying a stripper, living in that house in the hills, having a couple kids and just making money from my legitimate businesses that I invested throughout the community. You don't I don't want to do these heists. Say what, Karen? I said, you don't have to, you could do that. Can't but you I don't that? get the achievement point for living life as a, as a, 
society in a society where i'm a citizen oh, that contributes oh, you don't get the points. no <laughs> i don't get any points for that shit i only get points for fucked up shit in the game but it's so real that i just want to be low-key like if i kill somebody i worry about it coming back to me like just a random night when i save my game and like whenever you save your game you wake up eight hours later i just worry the police gonna be like knocking on my door like hey man uh we want to talk you ah! down for down to the station it's crazy man the game's too real dude so but yeah you're right our life is already grand theft auto we would never do some shit like this i, I, hear, I hear you thinking let's see what the chat room thinks lacrosse dude bro white lacrosse equals a white devil oh <laughs> oh man i want my country you all do know jim brown played lacrosse right just throwing that randomly out ah! there for anybody that didn't know um leonard brother says i want my country back white <laughs> lacrosse is where my dad lived white i'm surprised nobody's done Aww. uh wanted the government shut down white yet uh Dubro white white privilege life so bland and vanilla he got to emulate a video game Aww. one who sees something that's occupied but thinks he discovered it <laughs> Uh, uh, also hands out blankets with smallpox wet dog white zach morris from saved by the bell white the correct answer is white it was a white man everyone got it right yeah uh having the eight having the eighty thousand to bond out was the clue for me like that was a nail in the coffin now you can you can bond out with that. You don't you don't need eight thousand. You can go to bond salesman, uh, build bonds. I thought you need like the ten percent collateral for the bond salesman to even put up the rest. I thought that but was how it You can put worked. anything up. For the if you have uh, so he'd have to come up with ten percent. Right. You need eight thousand dollars worth of stuff. Okay, so like a so car. If you have, or if some you have shit. a car, yeah, you can you can you put your, your title on that. You can do anything. Oh man, well I don't know. I feel you like need, you, don't, you don't need eight thousand dollars cash. From reading all these stories, Josh, wow. I'm just going to say there's a pretty, I'm going to say we have a pretty extensive scientific catalog of Negroes not bonding out for no 80, 80 Gs. Like, <laughs> like normally the kind of articles we read, Negroes still be in jail. Three days when later. The, like when the bond is anything above like a thousand, it gets dicey for yeah, black people. Yeah, they're allowed to be in jail until the court case. <laughs> right. It's like awaiting his yeah. hearing in, in jail. jail. I'm like, shit, it was only $500. Like, I don't know. Your mom was like, I ain't put my house up for you. Government shut down, fucking us up already. Um, all right, we got to talk about the last thing before we get out of here and not go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sword ratchetness, y'all. And, uh, I would like to give these people props in this case because they took down a sword wielding savage the other day. He was an armed robber, but he fled empty handed from a jewelry store after he was tackled by two shopkeepers who grabbed him by the testicles and refused to hand anything over. That's what you have to do. You have to grab these sword wooden motherfuckers by the nuts, look them in their eyes and say, no, I'm not taking it anymore. I've had it up to here and you're going to drop that sword and get the fuck out of my store. This is what we need in society. We have to stand up to these people. Can't keep letting them cut us as friends and family that trust them and go do podcasts at their house and shit, knowing they got swords. You can't let it happen to you, people. Ah! I warn all the people on Twib every single week. Now, y'all lucky because Elon's in Cali right now, but if he was still in Brooklyn, there are swords there. Yes, there is. One disagreement gets out of control over an article. Next thing you know, I'm reading about y'all on the show, and I don't want to see that happen to you guys. Avoid people that wield swords. Um, The guy's name is Daniel... Oh. 
you know Elon has a sword, right? Yeah, yes. I'm saying. That's what I'm talking to you, Josh. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to get through to you right now. Okay? I, I'm not I'm not really nervous about people with swords. Yeah, that's, I know. That's that's how they know. get you. That's how they get you, dude. You you're not you're not nervous around a wasp. Next thing you know, you're stung. No, I'm I'm nervous around a wasp. But if you got a sword, <laughs> it's 2013, and you got a sword, mm-hmm. and you you are not a shogun warrior, I'm not really checking for you. You don't know how to use that sword. That you know that's the but see that's the thing. A actual samurai knows how to use a sword. He knows the difference between maiming. He knows the difference between a slight cut. These little untrained motherfuckers, it's like, it's like if, if you said, like to me, what you sound like, Josh, is if you said, I go down Elon's house, I'm not worried. He has a gun, but he's not trained how to use it. I'm like, that's more scary. There's a big difference. A gun, any fool could kind of use a gun. You don't need that much skill. But a sword, I'm not worried about you. If I see you in church as chicken and you Mm -hmm. got a sword, you're not a samurai. Mm -hmm. You're not. I'm running. Well, I wish, you know, I wish you luck, brother. But I've read about people like you every day of the show. Ah! Every day I read about confident. They, they got cut. It's a lot of confident motherfuckers with stab wounds right now. <laughs> like, I ain't worried about it. It's not a gun. Yeah, it's still a sword. We need to have them registered just like guns. You need to be trained like you have with a gun. And we need to stop this. Pro- How are we going to stop any gun laws or pass any gun laws if we can't even get sword legislation? It's insane. It's a, it's, I don't know why. I'm, I'm- I'm more scared of a person with a knife than a sword. Um, that's fine. A knife is nothing but a small sword to me anyway. It's all the same a pocket sword. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah, like they a, all cut. It's a sword junior. Um, ah! but, uh, he's only, the guy had only been out of prison for a month, but he was allowed to own a sword. I bet he couldn't own a fucking gun. Mm-mm. On Tuesday, Hussein began a new five year sentence after a judge at the high court of Edinburgh praised the court courage of the McLaughlins who grabbed that dude by the nuts and tackled him. Uh, Lord Brailsford said that being confronted by a sword must have been a terrifying experience and added, I have to say, to their credit, they did not lie down and roll over. They resisted the intrusion into their premises and fought back, and for this, they deserve credit. So, if anything, I do have hope that Josh will take down Elon if some shit does go down. Uh, so, <laughs> grab him by the nuts and punch him in the face, dog. Um Hussein had halted an earlier trial by pleading guilty to assault with intent to rob. Um, yeah, I don't really care about his history, the rest of this sword ownership, but I gotta go watch Agents of Shield. Just know, people, watch your back. And, and don't be scared to stand up for your rights if you're confronted with a sword and someone tries to take you down, okay? They're as scared of you as you are of them. Yes, they are. Okay. But, but protect yourself too. All right, don't go rushing into, if you don't have to go to a situation where a sword is involved, don't go over there. All right, this has been another Blackout Tips. Check out Josh Homer on Twitter, at Josh Homer. Josh, man, you uh, got any dates, like stand-up-wise, anything you want to promote? Um, No, I mean, every Friday I'm at the uh, Beauty Bar, a show called Zebra Cake. Okay. So every Friday at 8.30, you guys can check me out there. All right, check him out, man. Also, go listen to After Black when he's on there, man. Uh, very funny dude. Very thoughtful yes, man. But our girl just would. You'd have no idea that he's keeping an inner Hulk inside of him, guys. No, you 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 can't even tell. No, until he starts talking about some shit he did like ten years ago. You'd be like, God damn. Um, <laughs> but uh, make sure you guys also go to Adam and Eve. Use code TBGWT. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow when our guest will be uh Andrew from the uh Film Geek Radio. Um, 
network and uh it'll show be at nine o'clock so until then i love you you too baby Mwah. <laughs>